Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. As Mortal Kombat. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls Podcast. I'm Sheila Amato and you can find me and my wife on Twitter at Forever Fanpod. What was that? I was going with the with the trailer thingy. In a world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am Kimberly Amato and you can also find us on our website foreverfangirls.com or Instagram at Forever Fanpod. We are your hosts and we are glad you can join us. And if you haven't heard... But if you want to rewind and listen again, <laughs> we are covering one of my favorite video games ever. Turn it into a movie. First movie in the 90s was really good. I was going to say, this is a reboot of that movie. That I dragged you to and giggled through and enjoyed. And you went, what the hell did I see? <laughs> I don't even remember that. Really? No, I remember this one. Oh, I wait, no, no, we weren't dating yet. <laughs> so, really? <laughs> I dragged someone to it. I remember it was, okay. was 1990, whatever, but I remember dragging somebody yes. to it. I, yeah, we did not know no, each other. No, we didn't know then. each other yet. You know what? It's just I've known you for so long. I just assume every movie that I've seen, I've seen <laughs> yeah, with you. But I loved definitely. it. And we are covering Mortal Kombat. Granted, uh, the second sequel, Annihilation, it was good. Anyway. It wasn't great. Uh, yes. So we are covering Mortal Kombat because we are planning to review gory movies this month, apparently. Yes, because I want to. And why May and not October? Well, because Mortal Kombat came out in late April. So we and have no choice. And guess what else is coming out in May? Oh, no. With, with Bautista. Army of the Dead. What? Army of the Dead. You know, zombies. Really? Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> so, anyway, as I was saying, we will do our usual review so that, um, you know, we are going to start our banter music now in case you don't want to be spoiled. So, I actually have a confession to make. What? What I do? No, not you. I have a confession to make. That usually means I've done something wrong. Oh my god. Anyway, when you said that we were going to watch Mortal Kombat, I was actually thinking Street Fighter. Notice the banter music stopped in shock. (laughs) It's not because I forgot (laughs) to make it loop. Not at all. It's because it's in shock at you choosing that. You know what? I actually played Street Fighter. Yes, it's a, it's an okay game, well, but it's not Mortal Kombat. You, you know what? I I actually loved Street Fighter. Okay, and so I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can get to see Chun Li because that was a character that I always played with. And then I was like, wait a minute, no, Mortal Kombat. It's 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 the one that is like really really gory, and the only thing I remember from it is you say, finish him. Finish him, you say? Yes. Can't really hear it. I'll just have to play it again after the banter music (laughs) stops suddenly because it's upset. (laughs) 
I, I'm just going to... Can I just scroll back for a second? Sure. You played video games? Really? I played Super Mario Brothers and Street Fighter, but it was on the Nintendo Classic video game. But you don't play video games now? No, because it's too complicated. We no, had, it's not too complicated. Look, it's a controller. This, it has two sticks. It has two triggers. It has two bumpers. We had this conversation. It's not too complicated if you practice. I, I can you get know you what? Pac-Man no. and you can practice. No. Anyway. Are we going to have to put a pin in that? Uh, no. Why not? Why can't we just put a pin in it? Anyway, let us begin our discussion of the movie Mortal Kombat. So this was released simultaneously in theaters and streaming on HBO Max. Guess what, honey? What? Finish him. Still can't hear it. Finish him. There you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, where was I? Yes. So the movie was released April 23rd. So... Kimberly's going to go ahead and read the synopsis from IMDb. MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champion. What is that? In order to stand against the enemies of no, 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 no. world in a high-stakes battle for the universe. No, do it normally, please. Because right. I, I didn't understand a word you said. MMA fighter Cole Young seeks out Earth's greatest champions in order to stand against the enemies of Outworld in a high-stakes battle for the universe. <laughs> okay. Well, I excited said, much. Well, I ha- <laughs> I said it better, and you're like, I don't like it. Anyway, um, I was really going in blind here because, like I said, I never play the game, so I don't know any of the story or the characters. So, speaking of story, mm-hmm. let's set this movie up, okay? Mm-hmm. So the movie opening credits start with the WB logo with embers floating about. Yes, because it's on fire. Yes. And then, you know, it melds with snowflakes to show the New Line Cinema logo on ice. Yep. And I didn't realize the significance of that. It was cool. And, you know, after seeing the movie, I was like, oh, those little, you know, the, 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 the attention to detail was actually it's, rather cool. It's Scorpion, you know, get over here and, and Sub-Zero, mm-hmm. uh, Fire and Ice. Yes. And I mean, this, hmm. The movie's more like the story of Scorpion versus Sub-Zero than it is a true Mortal Kombat. Well, it it's a reboot. It has to set up. That- <laughs> For people like me who have not played the video game, I actually appreciate that. Okay. Because it grounds me in, okay, this is the landscape. Mm-hmm. Okay, put a pin in it for a second. Mm-hmm. Because that's part of my bad. Mm-hmm. And I will explain why. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I'm going to just defer back to you setting things up. I did like how they did the fire and ice with Scorpion. Get over here. And, and sub- oh. I'm just going to do that every time I say his name. Okay. Your own very own personal sound, sound bite. Okay, Get over fine. here. No, well, that's what he does because he shoots. Yeah. Okay, yes, okay. I know. Okay. So um, the opening scene is showing Hanzo Hasashi. I think that's how you pronounce his name um, as Scorpion. You know, before he was known as Scorpion. And his family in 1617 Japan, I mean, centuries ago, right? So his bloodline is the Shirai Ryu. I think I'm pronouncing that right. And if I'm not, I am so sorry. Um, He is happily married with a young son and a baby girl. He's fetching water to help his wife grow the garden. I mean, like really picturesque type thing, right? Very cool. Yeah, you knew something bad was going to happen, though. Yes, because it was too picturesque. (laughs) It's it's Mortal Kombat. Yes, (laughs) exactly. So as he was fetching water, you know, we see the dragon encircled by a ring of fire on his forearm, or 
as Sonia later describes, the dragon marker, you knew that that was going to be significant, right? Yeah. And so the, the story then continues, and his wife and son are subsequently killed by Bihan, who is going to be Sub-Zero. Sub-Zero. Who belongs to a rival clan, the Lin Kuei, right? Yeah. And this was actually a very brutal scene. I mean, it was just... I, I don't know about you, but when, when they panned to see, for us to see Hanzo's wife uh, in the back with, with an ice dagger mm-hmm. and then frozen and trying to protect her son, you know, holding him, that, that to me was just like, oh, that is so, like, torturous and mean. Yeah, but it's also the quintessential way to get someone to come out and fight you. Yes. I, I mean, I understand that. it is it's brutal, just, but Sub-Zero's always like that. Yeah. So I guess Sub-Zero is trying to annihilate in the Hanzo's uh, bloodline. Yes. So little does he know that his baby girl, Hanzo's little baby girl, was actually stashed underneath the floorboards of the house. And the, uh, the oh, who is that guy? Raiden. The, Raiden rescues the, the baby girl. And then the story continues to present time. And then all of the action then ensues. The fight scenes throughout didn't feel like they cheapened anything. They didn't feel too over the top. They felt like plausible. I know that the idea of you need to find your inner power mm-hmm. um, and all of that. So obviously, you know, there are things that each character can do that is supernatural-esque. Right. So fully expect that. But it fits within the realm of disbelief. Yeah, that's actually one of the things that I did notice was that, and again, I didn't play the video game, but I have seen, you know, back in the 90s when, you know, you would see um, ads on TV and some of the moves that they showcased in the movie was actually what I've seen in ads. So I'm like, oh, that's actually kind of cool, you know, bringing Except that. Except Sonia's. One of her, one of my favorite moves for her um, they didn't use. Well, you can't do everything in a live action they movie. They did it in the 90s movie. Oh, my Just goodness. Just saying. Again, did not see that either. So. Maybe I should make you watch that. No. Anyway, what other good do we have here? I love the character, Sonia. I always have, though. Mm. Um, I do. I just enjoy her. Um, I have several that I really love. Scorpio was always my go-to. Scorpion, not Scorpio. <laughs> Uh, Scorpion was always my go-to character to play. Mm. I just absolutely love that character. Mm. But um, if my brother took it first, I always took Sonya. Well, I like in Street Fighter, I'm sorry, I'm going back to Street Fighter. That's fine. That's my only reference. My favorite character was Chun-Li because she was the only female character in the movie, uh, in the movie, in the game. Yeah. And I don't know if, if Sonya is the only female character in Mortal Kombat. You know, I, I don't remember in the beginning, but as as later games uh, went on, there are other female characters. Okay, I mean, in the movie, you know, the character Sonya, I thought was a complete badass. I mean, she was awesome. Yeah, it it shows that you know she fights with not only her physicality, and she's not at this point in the film when we meet her. Mortal. She's not chosen. Yeah, she has no marking. Um, the reason she actually gets involved is because of Jax. Yes. And their relationship and she notices the marking on him um, and she notices the supernatural ability of the person Jax had taken down mm-hmm. um, and how, you know, like, again, again, the marking appeared. Right. Um, 
so she's really fighting with her brains. Yes, she's physically involved as well, but she doesn't have that extra that everybody else does. But it it shows that, you know, she has cunning and strategy, which can be as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? An asset? Asset is a good word. It was a different word I was looking for, but I'm having like a brain freeze here. So Brain fog? Yeah. I, I also have to say they got Kano right. Like I... I hated him. And you're supposed to. You're absolutely supposed to. You yeah. knew he was he was the weakest link. You and he just he was that slimy scuzzball you just wanted to smack constantly every time you're around him. Just like yuck. Yeah. And you know, he's he's very he's very self assured and he doesn't arrogant. Care. And, yes. Better word. Arrogant. <laughs> and he doesn't really care about anybody else except himself. So it's it's like you said a character that you love to hate. Well, there there was one amazing scene between Kano and Sonia. It was poetic justice that Sonia actually killed him with the gnome. Fatality. Yeah, right in his eye. <laughs> yes, it was the gnome that he spat on too. It was like yeah. ah, gross. But, and and then the marking appears on her arm after she kills, kills him. him. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, yes, because she is. Yeah, the- but let's put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to finish no, you, my thought. You got excited for that. And say that I think that she actually was deserving of the marking. So if you, I mean, if you could, I don't want to say if you could be deserving because, you know, she, she really does a, epitomize, you know, what you want in a warrior for earth. Yeah. But in the same token, it's like, do you really want that responsibility? Uh, Again, as someone who has not played this video game, the story itself for me actually was interesting enough to keep me entertained. Because of that, I actually found myself enjoying watching the movie and, you know, wanting to know what happens. It it seemed to create an ethos around these characters, including creating a new character in Cole Young. Well, to... to to create a story. story, right? I mean, there is a plot of Mortal Kombat. It is, I mean, it's kind of thin. It's this huge tournament. fight and tournament. I mean, you save Earth. Mm-hmm. Even in the other films, there, there's always been a way to incorporate the tournament and to make it somewhat of a story. No, is it perfect? Of course not, you know. But there was always a way to do it. And it seemed like this time they wanted to actually create characters and develop characters in a way that you would somewhat get invested. Is it perfect? No. Is it good enough to keep my interest in this new character and see where they're going to go with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Between that, the special effects, which, again, remember, I've, I've seen the one, the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. And looking back at them now, you kind of giggle. Well, the technology is also different. Exactly. The technology really feels... Like, it's just, it's finally there mm-hmm. um, and it really works well. It looks really cool. The fights between, specifically in my mind, I keep coming back to the the Sub-Zero and Scorpion yeah, fights in, in the beginning and in the end. Mm-hmm. And I keep going back to the line where Scorpion says, you know, uh, to Sub-Zero. Get over here. Well, besides that, uh, in the very beginning, he says, uh, Scorpion says, I want you to remember this face. Mm. And Sub-Zero kind of like, whatever, you're dead. Yeah. And at the end, he had been in hell because death is another realm. Yeah. So they've explained that death is now another realm, which is interesting. Um, it adds another element. Mm-hmm. 
So he was there and he found his secret power because he really didn't do anything. You know, Sub-Zero was using ice and he really was trying to throw this dagger that was attached, the blade part was attached to um, a rope. And that's where he got his get over here type thing. Um, It was just interesting how they developed where that came from. Like I said, developing all these plot points and their fight sequences between the two of them seemed deeper than just a tournament. Like it was a vendetta. There was anger and there was like this longstanding history. And I appreciated, and I always say I appreciate it, but I liked that. I liked that they did that Mm -hmm. because you know, those two characters hate each other and you know, you now know why it's not just because, Oh, I'm on team a and you're on team B. Right. And again, that's where my point was earlier of, you know, the story kept me entertained enough to know, to want to know what happens next. Usually in game, in games, in movies like this, I'm like, oh, goodness gracious me. And, you know, especially when I don't understand anything about it, right? I was actually asking you about like little plot points and what the character is supposed to be in the game and Mm -hmm. all of that. Um, but aside from that, I, I really did enjoy the storyline. One of my favorite scenes though, where you and I actually visibly cringed and Mm. I can't remember the character's name. Um, and it alludes me where he throws his hat and it's vertical Oh yeah, and it's actually slices her in half. Yes. Um, yeah, it's just the accuracy of some of it was really cool. Yes. And the, the, the reason why that I was cringing, not just because she was cut in half, but the again the addition the the addition the attention to detail if you look closely at that scene you actually see like the skull and uh, like it's like the video game where they're very very graphic well again i know you haven't seen the video game but it's the attention to detail in showing the brutality yes of the death right i was actually thinking at that point in time oh that looks like the body exhibit that we saw in new york city which is why i cringed because i hated that exhibit <laughs> see to me that was fascinating but again i got that, sick well you got sick with the smell of the formaldehyde but that's not this show so. anyway so our, our i mean overall it it seemed like a really entertaining film it brought what it what you expected from it. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't expect Shakespeare. I expected just something entertaining with a that lot was of action. very gory that had a lot of action. And that's what I got. Yes. So are we good with the good? Yes. Okay. <laughs> you want to delve into the bad? <laughs> you have bad here. And I'm like, no, no. You, like you have predictable storyline. To me, you know, there, there isn't much else that you can do with this. Like I said, I was enjoying... Well, the story. I guess my question to you is: Hold on, let me ask. Let me ask you this. You say a predictable storyline makes it a bad thing, but in the same token, you said that the storyline kept you engaged, and that was a good thing. Because you can have a predictable story, Mm -hmm. and it be like, oh my god, that was the worst rendering of it. So you feel it was too formulaic. Yes. Okay. So for me, predictable. I'm like, but it's a it's a very yes. It's very vague. Okay, sorry. So it is, they made it interesting enough that even though it was a predictable storyline, it was still entertaining. Okay. Because you can have predictable storylines where it is absolutely god-awful. And then you're at the end of the movie going, oh my God, I just lost two hours of my life. Cats. I will never get that back. Cats. (laughs) (sighs) 
Let's be honest. So yeah. far in, in everything we've been reviewing so far, that is the only film that I sat back and went, oh my God, yes. I, what did I just see? Yes. Um, you also put really gory. And I have, and I, I, maybe it was because I was expecting gory, but maybe it was that I didn't expect it to be that gory. Like there were, like that scene where she was cut in half. Mm-hmm. Or when Jax actually lost both his arms and then he was pushed down the, the bankment, uh, the, uh, the building, suit, yeah, right? He hit his head on the corner there and yeah. then he ended up like bleeding. To me, that was, I guess that's why it is very gory because you can see someone doing that. Do you think it was the, the physical goriness or the callous brutality that got to you? Because for me, it wasn't seeing so much blood, guts, and gore because we have seen some really horrible films. I mean, mm. we sat through The Human Centipede for, you know, I mean, we, we've seen... Oh, my God. Yeah. See, you had to remind me of that? Oh, my well, God. But I'm saying we've seen some really brutal films. Yeah. And... What got me is not so much the blood, guts, and gore, but the intent behind it. Yeah. I, yes. I, ha- I think you put the, the nail on, you hit the nail on the head there. You put the nail on the head? I put the nail on the head, yeah. <laughs> Don't step on it. <laughs> Brutality. Oh, my God. Um, but yeah, there, there were certain scenes where you just, again, with her splitting and ha- I, can't, I can't remember. I just remember she flies down and he like lands on her and sl- slams yep. her face in it. Mm-hmm. And then he puts the hat back on. Um, and it's not dripping with blood. And then it is. Oh, it is? Yes. I, don't, I, I was too busy going, oh, God. It you is. Know. And he even says, flawless. Flawless victory. victory. I'm like, oh. Um, yeah, I, I, I get that. If, if we're looking at the intention behind it, the callous, cold viciousness, there are some scenes where you just, it, it takes, you got to take a step back. Yeah. So, yeah, but maybe that's, that's, that is it. It just, it, to me, that, that was a bad. Okay. You also have, why does Prince Goro, the one with four arms, yes, yes, he is, remind you of Mr. T? <laughs> he did. I don't know why. I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> A really ugly Mr. T, too. What? <laughs> really? Um, and why are you reading all of my points? Well, I'm just, I'm, because they're here. So I'm, I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, but we're, we're supposed to have a discussion about this. Well, th- we are. We actually, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm finding, I, I'm finding your points very interesting because I'm seeing a very different side of the film. Mm. So I'm asking you questions based on your points. Because I'm I'm not quite sure where they're coming from, and I I want more information. Okay. Um, I really don't know what to ask about the Mr. T part. I do think that they they didn't use Prince Goro correctly. I feel that he was thrown in just to be like, hey, look what we can do, and threw him in there last minute to kind of do a nod, um, which kind of bugged me because. In the original films, he is one of the most elite fighters. So, you know, why aren't you using him a little more? Mm. If well, it was a CGI thing and a cost thing, then don't use him at all. I mean, as it is, you haven't used, like, some of the other major characters. You're properly. introducing them. So if you're going to make this a series of films, you could have brought him in later. Mm. Well, they're not going to bring Kano back. 
But you know, I, I can't see that happening. But they did say death is just another realm, so you never know. Totally didn't catch on my really bad pun. Mm, no, I didn't. Can't you said something? See, really? <laughs> okay, so here's gonna here's my really it's not so much a bad as much as it is like a huh? Where the hell is the tournament? Okay, okay. Here. Let's let's break this down. First off, everybody that like is a god or whatever is not going to stand up to, you know, outworld. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, seriously, then why is Raiden standing up to you? Because it doesn't matter. All it takes is one person to say, dude, can't do that. Cheating. End of discussion. That's all it takes. So you're telling me that they can backdoor it and then they can kill everybody else. But then the thing is, here's the cute part. They bring up the marking. The marking transfers from person to person. So you're telling me that when somebody, even if it's in it, if it's not in the tournament, it transfers if you kill a person with a marking. So now everybody from Outworld who's killing the human, did they now get the marking and become the fighter for Earth? Because they were, no. or, or does it transfer to somebody else? I think it's just for the, uh, but hold on. In but if it transfers to somebody else, then technically they haven't killed all the fighters. It doesn't make sense. That, that whole idea of the marking doesn't make sense. If the marking shows up, when the tournament is coming around, that makes sense. If it's in your lineage, I don't understand how it gets passed down over generation and generation and generation. Because first off, it would not be that perfectly cylindrical thing if he's had it his whole life. It would be stretched out and weird because as you grow, it gets morphed and manipulated. I couldn't, that whole idea of the marking, I understood why, but I was just like, huh? What? How does that work? Because... Kano got it from killing some other dude. Jax got it from killing some other dude. So when they go to the tournament and like say all of Earth dies, well then who gets it? I mean, if Earth wins, but some people die, well then how do we like 10 years from now have new fighters? How does the marking get transferred then? If you're going to bypass and cheat, then where do the markings go? And why didn't the, I mean, if a God stood up and said, eh, have a great day, then you just got to go, oops, can't do it. Cause then you're violating the terms and conditions that were set forth by the gods. And if you're violating the terms and conditions set forth by the gods, don't you nullify stuff and then like lose other realms that you've now taken over. Do you have anything else? I just got so lost in that attempt. And, and then it doesn't, it doesn't follow the tournament. It's mortal combat. It's a, tournament it's also a reboot and they're setting everything up so for someone who has not seen or played the movies or who have not played the games or seen the past movies it's a good way to restart it yes and i'm not negating that and i have said that i thought it was very entertaining for what it was but there are flaws in how They've brought it forward. And as someone who has played, I'm aging myself, the very first Mortal Kombat, it's hard for me to look at this and go, okay, why? Well, then I think you have to reach out to other people who have played Mortal Kombat and have that discussion because I have nothing else to bring to that. <laughs> I, th I think that they could have, they could have brought more of the the origin of the actual game into it. There was no reason to completely ignore certain sections. Yes, I know they referenced the tournament. I know they talk about it, but I, it could have been 
much closer. Maybe the tournament was right around the corner and they were trying to wipe out. It is the, right around the corner. No, it wasn't. Yes. They said that the tournament is going to start before the next full moon. So before, it's less than it's less than a month away. Yeah, I, I didn't buy it. I didn't feel that it was that close. I mean, to, to the fact that I didn't even pick up on the fact that they said it was, you know, a full moon away tells you how important that fact wasn't delivered. Are you serious? How an important fact like that wasn't delivered. That's what I meant to say. But that the whole reason why they were trying to find all of the fighters and train them. But they were killing them all over time. It wasn't just this. They went back to 1617 to wipe out an entire line of the best fighters. So it's like this has been happening throughout time. So just because he came now, and then even they say, you know, this is all we have left, and it's Kano and 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 Cole, yes, and the other the other two, uh, Liu Kang, yet. yeah. I keep forgetting the the other character, but it was the four of them. They were left. That's all that was left. So they've been doing this for a while. Well, there are others that they just didn't have time to find. Like Johnny Cage was in Hollywood. Yeah, but was Johnny Cage chosen at that point, or was he chosen after others had died? I don't know. That's my point with the marking. Well, maybe it will be further explained in later movies. Look, it might not make any kind of sense, and maybe I'm really going overboard, but I just... Just a bit. I just wanted a little more explanation about the marking and a little more explanation about the tournament, and maybe have... Maybe, you know what, end the film with them going to wherever the tournament is being held. Well, they're trying to find more warriors for the tournament that you know, will start in less than a month. But it, I, I'm just saying maybe it would have been, it would have made me feel a little better if like some of the other fighters like Johnny Cage showed up and be like, hey, so there's this thing on my arm and like my agent says it's got to go, but it won't leave. Like I can't get it removed. Oh my goodness. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, now that we've gone through that rant, hey, um, let's move on to the cute, shall we? Go for it. Okay. So I thought it was really cute that uh, Cole's daughter, Emily, is her dad's corner man in the cage. Yeah. that I thought that was adorable. Um, I liked, um, and, and Emily, I think, was a really cute addition, him having, because I don't think any of them have... Family, except for, you know, Scorpion and uh, now Cole, and they are of the same lineage. Mm -hmm. Um, So that just meant that the bloodline lives on, which means technically Emily will one day be chosen. Well, yeah. She could be. She could be. So I find it um, adorable and also kind of like foreshadowing that she created the power bracelet. Yes. That was my other cute that, you know, her, her, the bracelet that she created for her dad uh, I think she called it the, did you say strength? Oh, I called it her power bracelet. Yeah, it's it's her strength. It's the strength bracelet that she um, made for her dad became his his secret power. Yeah. And, protection. You know, it because it, his love for his family mm-hmm. is what unlocked it. But I also, I'm like, hmm, does that mean that she has the strength you know, is she going to be chosen? Is she tapping into something? You know, it was just. Well, she knows that her dad's uppercut is like the deadliest. Um, but he doesn't use he, it. Yes. Well, 
maybe there's another story there because he used to be like a very powerful MMA fighter and now he's not. Again, I like that they created backstories to these characters so that we can delve into it a little bit more. I just have issues with how they did it. Mm. Um, but I do like the addition of Emily. I like the addition of her mother. Um, they add, they added a, a bit of fear to it. Like in the beginning, it felt very full circle between them. Yes. So I, I, I like that. But I, I love Emily's constant optimism of like, my dad is my hero and he can do whatever as long as, you know, he believes in himself. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's the stereotypical kid character, but it adds a bit of heart to it. Yeah. And it's it's just a good message, right, for for any like young kid watching. Although I don't really don't think young a, kids are right. watching. Yeah. Um the other cute thing that I really, really loved is when Sonia killed Kano. I know we talked about <laughs> it. Yes, that. When she killed him and the mark It wasn't so much the mark showing up as much as her expression after she was like, Oh, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right. Um, I'm all for this. Yes. So any other cute? No, not really. Okay. So then, now that we've finally finished our discussion of Mortal Kombat. Hey. (laughs) I'm sorry. uh, It's time for the Forever Fangirls rating. So, drum roll, please. Impressive. What? No flawless victory? Impressive. Mm. (laughs) I, I I just between that and then Scorpion wins. There you go. Oh boy. Anyway, back to the rating. So we give Mortal Kombat Really? Why yes. can't you just like There you go. Thank you. I asked for the drum roll. Finish him. <laughs> okay. Three point five stars. Yes. It is look, it's entertaining for what it is. If you're going into this, you know, going, hey, I'm gonna go see Mortal Kombat. There's going to be a lot of blood, guts, and gore. It's going to be fun, and it's just going to be entertaining. Then you're going to enjoy it. If yes. you're going in there expecting... Like Kimberly was, there's a loophole, and it just is killing her, so she's not going to give this a five. Really? Because <laughs> you're very accurate, and I'm trying not to, like, to come up with something witty, and I just can't. Um, but if, if you're a diehard fan, you're going to go into it, and it's going to be like, okay. If you're somebody just going into it, like, like Sheila, who has really no... I have no background. No, you're you're gonna be like, okay, cool. Yeah, it was entertaining. It is what it is. Um, It's still not cats. No, much better than cats. I was really entertained by this. So I think that's gonna do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to me. Kind of go off on a little bit of a tangent, just a little bit. Uh, but if you are listening to this podcast in your smartphone, you know what to do. Hit that little subscribe button. Just a reminder, this is a free podcast. It will remain free because we have fun doing this and we hope you have fun listening to us. If you do want to reach out, let us know what you think. You can also now, because we started it up, leave us a 90 second voicemail on SpeakPipe. So it's speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast. We will also have the link in our show notes page. Yes. So until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, we all have an inner power, an inner strength. You don't need a fight pit to discover your arcana. As Liu Kang says, your arcana must come from your soul, whatever it is that drives you. So keep on keeping on. 